Welcome to the Campbell Conversations. I'm Grant Reher. My guest today is Dr. Warren Hilton, who became Onondaga Community College's president last summer. Prior to OCC, Dr. Hilton held leadership positions at Kutztown University, the Community College of Philadelphia, and Drexel University. President Hilton, welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me, Grant. Uh, it's, uh, it's a great pleasure to have you. So um, let me just start with a real basic question about you. Um, tell me about your career path that landed you here at Onondaga Community College. Yeah, very good question. And, and really, it starts before my career. You know, I grew up in Philadelphia, uh, you know, to parents who didn't have a college education. Um, and they instilled in me and my brother the value of education education, uh, in particular, if you wanted to, you know, be gainfully employed and do great things for your family, that we always needed to to have that higher education. Uh, so because they instilled that in me, that is the belief that I have today that higher education, whether it be a certificate program, an associate's degree, bachelor's, master's, doctorate, whatever it is, is the avenue for people to, uh, you know, have improved lives. Uh, so because of that, I was very fortunate. Uh, I did go, was first-generation college student, got my degree in computer science, worked for several years in corporate America, and then really understood that my passion was helping people through higher education. And so from there, uh, I went back and got some more education and then started my journey in, on the administrative side in higher education at large institutions like University of Maryland College Park, uh, Johns Hopkins University, um, and then uh, you know moved back to Pennsylvania, um, my, my original home near Philadelphia, um, and gained some more experience in, in higher education. And I will tell you that that journey has uh, taken me to places I never could have thought I would have gone. Uh, I've taught undergraduate and graduate courses in addition to working in, in administration. Uh, and I'm thankful to be at Onondaga Community College because it's such a great institution uh, that is moving forward in some, some very unique ways in helping, uh, whether you're 15 or 50 years old, uh, whether your name is Michael or Muhammad, we have programs to help individuals improve their lives. Well, you mentioned uh, Maryland and Johns Hopkins. So you've come back to an area of, of good lacrosse anyway. Yes. yes <laughs> we, might get, we might get into that later. But, um, I, you know, I was, um, I was thinking back on this when I was getting ready for this interview. And, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that you are the first African-American president of an institution of higher learning in the Syracuse uh, area. Uh, and... Uh, I wanted to know if if that fact in and of itself was important to you. You know, anytime you could be the first at something, I, I take it very seriously um, because there were many people that I saw that were the first that encouraged me to continue going on. So, you know, going through this, you know, K-12 schooling, when I saw uh, Black teachers, for example, um, that was very crucial to me to help me understand you know, they might have been the first person in that role, you know, uh, when I saw when I went to higher education, you know, there was uh, one of my mentors was, 
an assistant provost, you know, to see somebody that was black at that leadership level is crucial. So I think that's critically important, not just if you're black, sometimes it has to deal with, you know, first generation college student, um, gender, sexual orientation. So I take that very seriously. You know, being the first at something means that I, if, you know, I can be that encouragement to someone else because I had so many people in my lifetime be that encouragement to me. And uh, you've you've been at some other um, community colleges prior to OCC. You're certainly familiar with them. Is is OCC typical of community colleges across the country, or are there some really important respects in which it differs from the the, the stereotypical community college? Yeah, I think when most people think of community college, they they have a uh, picture in their head of thirteenth grade, right? Um, it's just a continuation of high school. Um, there's not active campus life, um, things of that nature. And, and OCC and many other uh, community colleges in the state of New York are unique in that we have, for example, residence halls. Four, I have four residence halls in OCC. Um, so we have a vibrant community and campus life. Uh, 16 varsity sports, you mentioned lacrosse many national championship, double-digit national championships in lacrosse at the NJCAA level, very competitive sports, very high-quality athletic facilities. And those are some things that you might not see at every community college across uh, the, the country. Um, and so that I think that does make OCC unique in that uh, we have that vibrant campus life in addition to the high-quality education at an affordable cost. And the the two previous presidents of OCC who've come before you, uh, Debbie Seidow and Casey Craybill, uh, they seem to me to be pretty popular um, from everything I could read. They both have been on this program uh, prior to you. And uh, I was just wondering what what you regard as their biggest accomplishments, the things that they, you know, kind of left for you to to come in and work with. Yeah, I think to, to, to both of those presidents, um, I, I'm very thankful for the foundation that they set, um, you know, Debbie Seidel with a lot of what you see on campus, the building projects, the, those facilities that I talked about earlier, certainly that continued with Casey Crable. Um, and Casey had a real student-focused orientation. Um, and I think that's, you know, very considerable when we think about today's colleges and universities and, and what we can and cannot offer. And Casey's focus on students was very critical in putting students first. So, yeah. Mm. <coughs> You're listening to the Campbell Conversations on WRVO Public Media. I'm Grant Reher, and I'm speaking with Onondaga Community College's new president, Warren Hilton. So, um, Thinking of OCC um, institutionally or programmatically, if there are certain programs, if you want to think about it that way, what would you regard as the um, the jewels in the OCC crown? What are the, yeah. what are the most the strongest the strongest institutions? <laughs> you know, uh, I'll get in trouble if I start. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I know that's but, a, I know that's a loaded question for me to ask I, you. But I will, you know, answer the question by saying, you know, we're very responsive to the community's needs, right? Um, and so, you know, think about, you know, the last 10 years, if you think about what 
uh, employers, people in business and industry, K through 12 education were asking for, you know, 10 years ago, it was a well-rounded citizen, right? So liberal arts and sciences were very important. We're very strong in the liberal arts and sciences. Um, now, as you've seen, there's a little bit of a shift to what some people would call workforce development, right? You know, programs that are, you know, specific where people can upskill and get into jobs in a quick fashion. And you've seen some of the offerings that we have rolled out over the last two years, programs like home health aid, certified nursing assistant, um, uh, the uh, some of our newer programs that now are being responsive, our construction management, which will start mm. uh, this next fall. We'll be rolling out our cannabis education program uh, in January. So those, you know, programs that are responsive to the community's needs and what employers, business and industry need, as well as the folks who want to be gainfully employed in those industries, those are the things that we're also very good at. So we're good in a number of different areas. Um, and so you think about something like a statistic I heard a few months ago was uh, 75% of seniors and people with disabilities in our state do not have, that need a home health aid, do not have access to a home health aid. So, you know, we created a home health aid program uh, and, and that program will be kicking off and we'll be able to train more home health aids. So I wouldn't say we're strongest in a particular area, but I would say we're very responsive to what the community needs. Mm. And on the other side of the coin, are there are there particular things that um, you as an incoming president have identified that OCC needs to improve on? Uh, maybe it's expanding those types of programs that you just mentioned, but are there particular areas that you're going to focus on improving? Yeah, I think, um, you know, to continue with the theme of being responsive, um, we want to uh, find more ways to be responsive. Um, so, you know, some of the things that we're thinking about down the road certainly uh, have to involve uh, Micron. Sure. Uh, since Micron's come into town and, and we're one of their key partners. Um, so making sure we have a curriculum that is, you know, in maybe a 12-week format that gets someone 12 weeks and you can interview at Micron and have a job. But then after that 12 weeks, how you can come back and maybe get a year-long certificate uh, and then build upon that with a two-year degree. So really thinking about what, what people in, the, in higher education call stackable credentials mm. um, is very key because, um, you know, if you think about a person who needs a job yesterday, um, they don't want to wait two years necessarily to get that degree. We can get them something in a shorter format, get them into work and then have them come back on a part-time basis to get that longer term degree so they can continue to advance in their career. And so I think we want to do a lot more of that. Uh, our cannabis education program, which will be rolling out in January, is a partnership with uh, Cleveland School of Cannabis. And that's a fully online program. You could do it at your own pace, low cost, and it will give you the credentials that you need to work in that industry. Um, and so some of the, you know, flexibility and format, uh, and then how do we stack things are a couple of the things that we're looking uh, to build upon on the foundation that was laid by the previous two presidents. No, that makes a lot of sense. I was also curious uh, to hear whether, you know, I'm sure that you did in the process of interviewing for this position and then deciding to take it, 
a lot of prep and research about OCC. You already kind of know the terrain of community colleges coming in. But I was wondering, once you got here, um, was there any big thing that you discovered that you didn't know going in? Like, oh, you know, nobody told me this. Or, or, well, or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, there were two things, and, and both of them are good things. Oh, okay. Uh, the first thing I already alluded to, um, I knew there was talk about the semiconductor industry coming to the state of New York um, when I got here and realized that um, the location was right outside of Syracuse and Clay, New York, and that our county executive, Ryan McMahon, and our governor and Senator Schumer and all those folks and, and more were involved in those conversations, Rob Simpson from Center State CEO, uh, and then got invited to those conversations. Um, that was a good thing to find out that I didn't know in the interview process that we were very close to having a large semiconductor company mm. come in. So that was excellent. The second thing is uh, I often, when, when I'm out in the community, I'll have on Onondaga Community College gear. Uh, and so every just about everybody I bump into that I talk to has a connection to OCC. Um, and that is something, again, that's very good. Um, and they might not always put it on their resume. Um, they've taken a few classes um, in the summertime at OCC while they were at a four-year institution, or they got a degree or a certificate at OCC. Um, and it, it really shows that OCC is a part of this community and has added value um, to the community. So though, both of those things I found out were very good. You're listening to the Campbell Conversations on WRVO Public Media. I'm Grant Reher, and my guest is Onondaga Community College President Warren Hilton. He became OCC's president last summer. Well, uh, President Hilton, you've spoken a couple times now about Micron. I did want to ask you a couple questions about that because you really have arrived at what I think is a very interesting moment for the area because for decades here in Syracuse, the dominant theme was how to manage and how to try to reverse some really long-term declines in manufacturing and also uh, population out-migration. And, and now that there has been this um, uh, Micron investment announcement, and I have to say, I'll just let you know, we, we have in Syracuse seen this movie before uh, sure. with, with previous announcements of big things, but it does seem to me like there is a commitment to, to something that's really substantial that is and that commitment seems pretty solid to me. Uh, one of the things I was curious about is how is OCC thinking about responding to those opportunities and needs? And you've already spoken to that. But if you want to add to that, certainly by all means do that. But I also wanted to ask you the other side to this, just to get your perspective on it. I wonder if 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 you have any concerns about Micron as far as OCC is concerned, becoming kind of like the tail that wags the dog. because the amount of investment is just so large in in terms of Syracuse's economy that I, I wonder whether they're, you know, you're, you're having conversations or thinking about, okay, we need to respond to it, but OCC can't become an extension of the Micron effort, if that makes sense. No, I understand what you're asking, uh, Grant, and it's a perfectly good question and wise question, uh, and one that we have uh, thought about and discussed on campus uh, as well as at the state level. Mm. Um, and so, you know, the first thing I'll say in that vein is that 
working with the folks in the SUNY system, we are going to have a coordinated effort across all of the community colleges on how we can provide that talent workforce for Micron. OCC will lead that effort, um, but we're not going to be selfish about it um, because the scale and magnitude of the talent that Micron will need uh, will be coordinating with other community colleges and Micron to make sure that we're able to supply that workforce. Um, so that's number one. Uh, number two, I know everybody asked the question is, is Micron, is this real? Will it come to fruition? Um, I don't have the crystal ball, but I can tell you in all my conversations uh, and my experience working with large employers over the last 25 years, this company, Micron, feels a lot different than some of those other conversations. Uh, and we've had at OCC the, the great advantage of uh, visiting uh, Micron's Northern Virginia Chip Fab and uh, their community college partner in Northern Virginia. Mm. And they confirmed for us that uh, Micron is different. So we're terribly excited about that. And, and we're, we are going to have that coordinated effort. Now with that, <clears throat> we'll be doing a few things. Um, we'll be offering, as I said earlier, this kind of stackable arrangement, right? So there'll be a, you know, more like most likely a 12 week program where we can train folks to go work for Micron. Um, high paying jobs, we're, we're being told in the neighborhood of $100,000 a year. Yeah. Um, and then we're also developing uh, and, and have uh, a one-year certificate program uh, that will you know, give people even more advanced training to continue to move up in the organization. And then we'll have a two-year degree as well. Um, again, giving people the up, opportunity to upskill and move up in the organization. The bulk of the you know staff at that clay facility will be what Micron calls uh, process technicians and equipment technicians. So they're very um, specific skills that we're going to be training people on. Um, and so we're going to use that layered approach. Um, so that we can get people in the industry, get them experience and things of that nature. And then the other last thing I'll mention is we're talking with Micron about uh, a couple of things, how we, you know, supply that diverse workforce for them and, and how we do it with different on-ramps. So not just through our educational programs, maybe it's through an apprenticeship program uh, and other things. So I'm very pleased. Um, you know, about the experience we've had thus far, far with uh, Micron, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. And, and then we are building our own clean room on campus mm. uh, that will be a facility to, to train technicians in what it means to work in a clean room. And, uh, and I think that's very critical. I've had the opportunity to visit uh, clean room facilities and put the suit on. Um, and it's a very different experience than working in any other advanced manufacturing environment. Mm. That makes, that all makes perfect sense. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's, it sounds like you've really thought this through and the institution is, is ready to go. And I agree with you. Uh, it does feel different to me too. Uh, and so, yeah, we'll just keep our fingers crossed on that. So and, and, and a, I have to say this grant yeah. too. Anybody who wants to partner with OCC, we're willing to have that conversation, mm. not just about curriculum, but the other 
issues that will surround getting people to those jobs, transportation, childcare, all of those things are going to be critically important for us to solve to supply this talent pipeline. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Campbell Conversations on WRVO Public Media. And my guest is Onondaga Community College President Warren Hilton. So on a less happy note, I wanted to ask you about this other development, and that is uh, Casanova College recently announced that it will close. And, you know, uh, they're in a completely different situation from OCC. But nonetheless, I was just wondering whether that news gives you any pause. Yeah. So anytime somebody in the higher education family uh, has to close, it's sad for all of us. Um, and I think, you know, what I talked about earlier is, you know, at OCC, we want to continue to be responsive. Uh, and I don't know all the details of why Casanova is where they are, but we want to continue to be responsive to the community needs um, so that we become a chosen, uh, you know, partner, whether it's partnering with a large organization like Micron or Amazon whether it's partnering with K through 12 schools or whether it's partnering with four-year institutions like my colleagues at SU or Lemoyne, uh, Oswego, et cetera. Um, so we're very interested um, in making sure that we're being responsive um, to the needs that are out there in the community. And, uh, you know, I, I teach at Syracuse University and and I've had some really, really good students who have come from OCC and then go into, into SU. Um, is, two questions here. What is the relationship between OCC and SU? And have there been any discussions or would you be open to them of trying to forge a closer one than, than what already exists? Yeah, I think, I think we have a solid relationship and certainly uh, I've spoken with your chancellor. I really like Chancellor Severud and all of his staff over there. Um, and we want to forge even closer partnerships and, and work with SU in ways where our students can continue to transfer. We, you talked about lacrosse earlier, so I know we've had a few lacrosse players that have transferred from OCC uh, over to SU, but even in more ways than just athletics, we're looking forward to partnering and, and creating even closer ties. Um, because I, you know, I see it as if OCC SU, LeMoyne, you know, ESF, it, we all need to work together um, as, as opposed to working separately as competitors. And then the, our whole region will be successful if we can figure out how we can partner together. Mm. Yeah. And, and OCC, if I understand it correctly, is it's only a two-year institution, uh, or it's a two-year only institution, I should say. Uh, and have there ever been conversations about making it into a four-year institution. I, I, I guess this is the, the pattern across the entire state to have the community colleges be two-year only, but do they ever reconsider this or is that set in stone? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't know if it's ever been considered uh, hmm. here in the state. I know other states have had those discussions, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I think what we strive to do, as I said earlier, as community colleges, in particular OCC, be responsive to the community needs. And again, you know, whether you're 15 years old and in high school and want to take one of our college classes while you're in high school, or whether you're 50 or 60 years old and you want to get some personal enrich enrichment or upskill, and from from any walk of life, whether you've been previously incarcerated, 
whether you have a million dollars in the bank, that's what community colleges are all about. Adult learners, workforce development, and taking the traditional age student, giving them the two-year degree so they can transfer to a four-year institution or go directly into a career. Um, and so that's really what OCC is all about. Um, as I said earlier, it doesn't matter to, to us. We're part of the community and we want to serve everybody that we can in the community. So we've got a couple minutes left. I wanted to ask you a couple more, uh, I guess, more personal type of questions, if I could, in the time we've got remaining. The first one is, uh, more personally, what are your impressions of Central New York so far? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so far, it's been great. Uh, the environment, the restaurants, um, I've, I've probably partaken too much in, in, in eating. Um, <laughs> but the culture, the beauty, uh, fall is just a, a fabulous time to be in yeah. Central New York. Um, and as we head into this winter season, I'm looking forward to even some of the snow. So I think, the <laughs> you know, we're, you know, my family is excited to be here, um, and uh, I think Central New York has a lot to offer, um, and our institutions of higher education are strong here, so, uh, and I didn't even mention upstate medical, you know, so, um, you know, th those are some just benefits to being in Central New York. And you didn't mention Wegmans either, by the way. <laughs> well, uh, you know that that that's uh, that's a place that I frequent quite quite often. So yeah. yeah, you mentioned you mentioned eating, so I thought that made me think. Of, oh yeah, made yeah. Me think of yeah. Wegmans. I think I think at least three times a week I'm in Wegmans. So, at least <laughs> I'll look for you there. The last yeah. question is: you've already you've already uh, 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 spoken to it a little bit, but. Uh, it's not like you're a, a stranger to winter, but nonetheless, um, you, you've you've spent your career in warmer climes. Uh, any any thoughts about the winter so far here? You, you've gotten it you've gotten it easy so far, but that's about to change. Yeah, so you know, I, I spent time in the Lehigh Valley in Pennsylvania and in Western Pennsylvania, so I'm, I'm no stranger to uh, snow in the winter time and inclement weather. Uh, I think the benefit here in central New York is that uh, we can move like that we move the snow. And so life does not shut down. Um, very similar to when I was in Western Pennsylvania, life doesn't shut down uh, because it snows. Right. Um, and uh, that's a beautiful thing. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to a little snow here and there and, uh, you know, I know last winter they said uh, we got it easy and we'll see how it goes this winter. But uh, we're, we're excited about being in central New York and uh, OCC is is doing some really, really fabulous things. And uh, the partnerships that we're developing is is great. So, yeah, more to come. That's great. Well, by the time this airs, I think we'll have quite a bit more snow on the ground than, than yeah. right now as you and I are speaking. But that was Warren Hilton. Uh, President Hilton, I want to just thank you again for taking the time to talk with me. Grant, thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Campbell Conversations on WRVO Public Media, conversations in the public interest. The Campbell Conversations, Conversations in the Public Interest, is hosted and produced by Grant Reher, engineered by Tom Fazio. Assistant producer is Jacqueline Witwicky, and the program is edited by Mark Lefonier. The Campbell Conversations is a joint production of the Campbell Public Affairs Institute at Syracuse University and WRBO Public Media. To learn more about the program and hear previous interviews, visit wrbo.org slash Campbell Conversations.